people of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language. This, the 128th episode today on the show, Google Spies on Employees. Is that a surprise to you? Because it's not a surprise to me. Netflix advertises chess worldwide. We're talking about how Queen's Gambit has increased sales. And so it begs the question, can Netflix promote entire industries? Obviously, it can. Advertising in video games, next big thing. Facebook to remove false COVID vaccine posts in an effort to reduce the rate of transmission as people get the vaccine. And YouTube's fight against offensive content. It's more interesting than it seems. Show stats now. So, Google spying on employees. This one coming to us from CNBC.com. The U.S. National Labor Relations Board has filed a complaint against Google and its parent company, Alphabet, accusing the tech juggernaut of violating labor laws. The company was allegedly interfering with, restraining, and coercing employees in the exercise of their rights, guaranteed in Section 7 of the Act, according to the complaint filed on Tuesday. So, specifically... They're being accused of illegally spying on employees, firing several employees in retaliation for attempting to unionize, ouch, and illegally blocking employees from sharing work grievances and information with each other using general tools like calendars, email, meeting rooms, and an internal communication tool at Google called MemeGen. Not a good look for Google. In my head, working at Google is some sort of like utopian paradise. And that obviously isn't the case. There are people at Google that are making ludicrous sums of money that are very rich and are, uh, you know, not struggling financially. And then, of course, you have an enormous number of workers that, I don't know, pick up the phone when Charlie, the tire technician in Utah, has a Google Ads question. I mean, it's like any company. There is a massive infrastructure of people being uh, paid all sorts of different kinds of salaries um, or hourly wages and so at the end of the day it is not surprising that when a company gets to a certain size it almost inevitably falls into this pattern is that interesting i i am not saying that uh, we need to completely restructure work i think there is a restructuring of work happening globally right now i think the work from home revolution is having a serious impact on the number of cars on the road greenhouse gas emissions from those cars deaths on the road um People have more time because they're not commuting as much. There's a lot of amazing things happening to work. Um, I just wonder if what capitalism 2.0 looks like, and I think it'll come on the heels of a technological revolution. So these folks, you could argue, you know, are working from home. So does it really solve that problem? What is it about companies that get to a certain size that start behaving in this way, illegally blocking employees from sharing work grievances? That doesn't, why would you do that? So Google, according to this article from CNBC.com, didn't immediately respond to the request for comment. Um, and again, this is just an allegation. So we really don't know too much about this. Um, it comes on the heels of a major $310 million Google settlement, according to the article, to an Alphabet shareholder lawsuit, which alleged the company had mishandled claims of sexual misconduct by executives there. More of the same stuff. So 
The agency states that Google unlawfully surveilled its employees on numerous occasions, including viewing a, an employee presentation in support of union efforts. Ooh, the filing states. So maybe there was someone at Google trying to get into a Zoom meeting that they shouldn't have been in or trying to get some video footage of uh, someone trying to create a union within Google. I, this is pretty ugly stuff. So Google, not, uh, not angelic. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Now let's defend Google for a second now that we've attacked them. Um, Google search is one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to humanity. It's unbelievable um, that we have the wealth of human knowledge in our pockets at all times. Um, a huge part of that is due to Google. So kudos to them for winning. Um, that of course doesn't alleviate the burden that they have and the immense responsibility and this this pedestal we put them on, they have to behave appropriately and should they be shutting down unions, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, they make so much more money than Bing or Yahoo or any of these other major providers. But again, that will result in a target on their back, which is why we're talking about this. The other thing too, is it's easy to say Google spies on employees, but Google's a massive company. You can have one manager that is doing something he shouldn't do or she shouldn't do. And then you have this sort of Google spying on employees. It's not like there's some, not, it's not like the CEO of Google sitting around doing this. Um, uh, Shivam Dubey, hello. Uh, he says, hey buddy. And I say, hey buddy to you in chat. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. Let me know if you have any questions, anything you want to talk about in particular. Netflix advertises chess worldwide. Chess is cool again, thanks to the hit Netflix show, according to QZ.com, the Queen's Gambit. While chess retailers and app makers reap the rewards, other brands are surely taking note of the streaming service's ability to single-handedly drive sales. So I was streaming chess on Twitch for a few months to kind of get used to streaming. It was a lot of fun. Um, I got turned on to it because of Hikaru on Twitch, GM Grandmaster Hikaru, um, and uh, had a lot of fun with it. Now you've got Queen's Gambit and there's a whole new wave of people that are interested in chess and COVID obviously attacked or diminished our ability to enjoy soccer and football and many of these other sports. And so a lot of people turn to chess as a way to kind of scratch that competition bug. The point of this article from QZ.com is that Netflix, let's say it does a big smash hit documentary about ping pong. You know what I mean? Um, all of a sudden ping pong paddles are flying off the shelves. Uh, Shivam writes, uh, even I have started playing chess more because of Queen's Gambit and got to know about a lot of other GMs, which I never knew of. Exactly. I'm with you, Shivam. So there's GM Hikaru. There's Ben, is it Feinstein? He's really good. Um, you got to check out Magnus Carlsen's videos. His Banter Blitz series is really strong. Um, and uh, yeah, going down the YouTube rabbit hole of chess is actually really fantastic. Ooh, Eric um, Chessbra. What's his name? Eric Hansen. He's really good too. So there's a lot of amazing Twitch streamers who are making good money. I mean, Eric Hansen, also better known as Chessbra. Um, I want to say I looked up his net worth the other day. It was about 15 million bucks. So impressive stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of chess, obviously. Um, and as a business owner, I find that chess is a really good analogy to owning a business. Um, there's a quote from a chess grandmaster that says, if you can make 40 good moves, one bad one, and you lose the game. 
And so it's about constant, consistent good moves. Chess basically comes down to one blunder. Um, Ann Walker, thanks for joining the show. Was just talking about this yesterday with a friend. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Queen's Gambit is amazing. Uh, open invite if anyone ever wants to play chess with me. Just uh, shoot us an email to info at senditrising.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-E-N-D-I-T-R-I-S-I-N-G.com. I will happily play you in a game of chess. I play a lot of chess. I prefer three-minute. That's my favorite. But I can do any time increment that you like. So, again, if Netflix decides to f to release a documentary or a show, Queen's Gambit obviously was s somewhat fictional, um, they can have huge market impact. So, Shafam's down for a game of chess. So, send me an email, info at S-E-N-D-I-T-R-I-S-I-N-G. That's info at senditrising.com, and we will get a chess match going, Shavam. Advertising in video games. So obviously when you're on your mobile phone, you've got a bajillion ads that you see. This is not news to anyone. But according to digiday.com, video games are often ad-free, but increasingly they are not brand-free. So this is the big sort of push if you have a ton of money and you work for a Fortune 1000 company. So obviously in movies, back in the day, you have Coke everywhere. You got Pizza Hut, you got Domino's, you got all these different brand mentions. And we're seeing that in video games now. So to the article, branded characters, one-off events, program programmatic ads, marketers are finding more ways to get their brands into games. Big picture gaming has gone mainstream and while still somewhat under the radar for brand marketers, is becoming one of the largest and fastest growing forms of media for the young, affluent, ad-adverse people they're keen to reach, right? So you've got the younger demographic with ad blockers. They have no interest in, in that. Um, they're completely banner blind, so they're just trying to avoid ads at all costs. Uh, they might be paying for YouTube premium or they're hitting skip on every ad they see in YouTube. Uh, this generation obviously is just, they're like every generation, like we don't want to see ads, right? And so if you are ahead of the curve um, and you can advertise in a video game with your brand, that's kind of a new frontier that people are going to be um, pushing forward. So not even coronavirus crisis, back to the article, has been able to slow gaming's growth. In fact, the games industry has thrived at a time when other entertainment mediums have floundered. Um, as I've mentioned on the show, my wife is a video game recruiter, and so she recruits the engineers and artists and executives that build video games, and uh, she has a lot of work on her plate. Um, coronavirus has been good for the video game industry. So gaming sales in the United States in August rose 37% compared to the previous year to 3.3 billion. We're getting very close to what I always refer to as wish fulfillment, which is basically whatever you want. We're gonna be inside of the machine in short order. So that's coming. Facebook to remove false COVID vaccine posts. Obviously we're getting some pretty exciting news on the COVID front nowadays. Um, I think the Pfizer vaccine is uh, being shipped, if I recall correctly. Uh, this is an article from USA Today as vaccines to fight the novel coronavirus near deployment, Facebook says it will ramp up its fight against misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines on its social media platforms. Now, obviously, vaccines are a contentious topic. You're going to fall somewhere on the spectrum. Um, but regardless of where you fall, the rate of transmission, the RT value, is something that uh, a professor friend of mine, scientist friend of mine, talks about constantly. And he basically says, look, if the RT value is above one, which means if the rate of transmission, you getting corona and you infect one other person, that's one. 1.2, uh, you have 
almost exponential growth. I mean, like everyone at, ends up getting it if the RT value is 1.2. If it's 0.8, then it slowly declines. So we're really talking about managing the RT value. And so we're talking about what percentage of the population will become vaccinated because a certain percent will. Um, and will that drop the RT value to a point where COVID becomes negligible and we can all forget this year. Back to the article with vaccines expected to begin becoming available uh, this month. Excuse me. Facebook says it plans to begin removing vaccine misinformation on Facebook and Instagram. Quote, this is another way we are applying our policy to remove misinforma misinformation about the virus that could lead to imminent physical harm. We'll see. A lot of people obviously um, have their fears about the vaccine. Vaccines are not perfect. Um, and I am not a scientist, so I will leave it at that. YouTube's fight against offensive content. This is more interesting than it sounds. YouTube is trying to combat offensive comments, according to TheVerge.com, that appear under videos by following in the footsteps of other social media companies and asking people before they post something that may be offensive, is this something you really want to share? So we're seeing this now in Twitter, uh, where if you don't read the article, it'll say, hey, do you want to read the article before you hit the share button? Um, if you're writing something offensive, you're getting these little prompts. And so essentially YouTube and Twitter and Facebook are, are acting like the adult in the room. And for a lot of people, they go, yay, fantastic. It's one small step in the right direction. Hooray for that. And there's a swath of the population that says, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. How dare you? And then they go to places like Parler. We've talked about Parler on the show a lot. Um, I, I think they went from 500,000 users to 4 million users over the presidential election because a lot of people are tired of Facebook and Twitter. The argument I've been making over the past few months is that you have different cultural pockets in each of these social media platforms, and they're all becoming very similar. So they, they're all developing stories. And now YouTube's doing the same thing that Twitter was doing with. So they're all basically offering the same technological options with different cultures. Ta-da. Esther Sass writes, uh, Facebook, they let him ramble for 45 minutes yesterday. Ah, was there some sort of Senate hearing, Esther Sass? Something to that effect. So all of the platforms are essentially just catering to different pockets of humanity. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for me for the show, you can always send them to me, info at senditrising.com. Uh, obviously, I own Send It Rising Internet Marketing. We do search engine optimization, web development, uh, social media, pay-per-click, all that jazz. Um, so you, if you know anyone or you yourself are interested in marketing or talking about entrepreneurship or opening up a business, that sort of stuff, you can give us a ring, 702-263-0141. Let's summarize the events of the day. Uh, Google spying on employees. Once companies get to a certain size, they start behaving in this crazy way. Who knows why? They just do. Uh, so Google just settled for $310 million, some other settlement that dealt with sexual misconduct. And now on to the next thing. Apparently there's a manager at Google that was trying to supervise or see a video of a union meeting within Google and um, they're not letting them communicate and it's ugly. So Google is no angel. Um, again, in Google's defense, who doesn't love Google? Google's an incredible service. Um, and they should be commended for what they've done to the evolution of the human being. Netflix advertises chess worldwide. I love chess. 
I'm very happy to see this. I personally haven't finished The Queen's Gambit. I watched a few episodes. Um, but if you are into chess, um, might I recommend checking out Magnus Carlsen, um, Banter Blitz. It's really good, fun to watch. Um, the point of this is that if Netflix just randomly has a hit show about skateboarding, we're going to see skateboard sales skyrocket. Let's say Netflix did a, um, a documentary on these electric skateboards where you've got the remote and you're on the skateboard and it literally will push you down the road. And it you know gets hundreds of millions of views. Um, all of a sudden, you're gonna have an entire industry just explode. Um, so it's almost like the documentaries themselves or the shows themselves are commercials. So there you go. Uh, Ann Walker writes, QG is a little slow at times, but overall it was great. QG ah Queen's Gambit. Okay, so I really should finish it. Nudge to finish it. Noted. Thank you, Ann. Nudge to finish it. And plus, I'm a huge chess guy. Um, so I don't want to say anything about the show. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but thank you, Anne. I will, uh, we'll knock that out. Um, okay. So advertising and video games, we're going to see brands just like we saw in shows. And then when we are in this sort of like matrix environment, um, we're going to see the ability to purchase things right there. It's going to be wild, right? So you're going to have your Look, it's not going to be like we strap a phone to our head. That's like the Nintendo. That's like the bulky Game Boy or the floppy disk. This, the fact that we're strapping phones to our heads right now is just ridiculous. It's going to be really lightweight. It's going to be like glasses. We've talked about this. It's Bluetooth connected um, to, from your pocket to the glasses themselves. Super lightweight. You're going to be fully immersed in a new environment. And you're going to have the capacity to spend Bitcoin on whatever you want in that world. Right. So that that's the nature of where advertising is going. Um, it's only a matter of time until we get there. And Facebook to remove false COVID vaccine posts. I mean, it's probably in the best interest of humanity that they're doing this uh, wherever you fall on the vaccine um, spectrum. Obviously, no one wants anyone to get hurt. Will there be some bad reactions for some people? Probably there probably will be a small percentage of the population that suffers in some way, shape or form. Um, from the vaccines, they are not perfect, um, but we're talking about a very small percentage. My scientist friend, professor friend, talks about um, what a stage three trial is. It's no joke. I mean, they're they are compiling a lot of data. So we'll see how this goes. Obviously, I want to see the rate of transmission drop um, substantially so we can get back to life as normal. And then YouTube's fight against offensive content. Does it really matter if a little prompt comes up and says, hey, maybe you shouldn't tell this person to go insert expletive here. Um, does it really change the whole dynamic of the internet? No, but is it the right thing to do? Yeah, probably. So there you have it, folks. Thanks for swinging on by. Shout out to Esther, Anne, and Shivam for chatting today. Much appreciated. Uh, Shivam, I look forward to seeing your uh, email so we can play a game of chess. Uh, you tell me the time uh, restriction or whatever, the time limits that you want to do, and we'll knock it out. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. Much appreciated, and I will see you all, hopefully, tomorrow, same time, same place. That, of course, would be 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, right here on YouTube. All right, have a good one.